beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. My friends, my family, my compadres, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds University. The I Like Birds University. <laughs> hey, that'd be pretty cool one day if we get to that point where we could start a school like that, wouldn't it? A little Christian school, you know, we unindoctrinate the kids. We detox them from whatever they were forced to take when they were five years old from the FDA. <laughs> anyway. Welcome, you guys. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Welcome to the show. My name is Zach Griffey. I'm going to be your host. I uh, hope you've been having just a fantastic life, truly. I hope uh, your February was good and solid. Uh, thank you, everybody, for rocking the shirts during the time where it's Armani's birthday month. He was born February 29th. He's a leap year baby, so rocking the shirts has been awesome to see. So thank you guys so much again for that. We've been able to move a couple extra ones after we uh, originally launched, which has been super fun and awesome to send out and ship out. Season 1 shirts. My boy Ernie just copped three of them. Thank you, Ernie. It means a lot. Uh, sent that out. That was fun to send out. I love sending out the shirts when I actually have them because I get to, you know, write a little personal letter or note. And if I've sent you something and I haven't done that, I apologize. I was in the beginning. Now I've evolved and I'm in a new level of sending out little letters and stuff like that. So it's fun to write to people. Uh, I think it's a lost art form. I actually used to, I don't want to put this out there and you take it, but I, I'm not going to tell you what it said, what, what, what the website is because I might still do it. But I used to have this idea of like, man, we never give letters anymore, really. You know, it's such a lost art form. What if we brought them back, you know, and starting a software or an app or something like that where uh, and you can really create an awesome letter to somebody digitally. You know, you can kind of, you know, make it super dope looking, make it like an NFT, really, and then print it out and give it to somebody. Right. So it's kind of my idea. I'm sharing it with you guys. Don't steal it. If you do steal it, like, come on, man, throw me some bones or some racks if you make some money off of it, because. Uh, your boy could use that, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, this is a good episode. I'm actually uh, recording this as I just finished my last episode that I recorded, um, which is uh, which is the one that I made a blog post about, about help me spend more time with you, Lord. This is kind of an extension of that because I wrote this the following night. <laughs> uh, luckily, I've been getting been able to write a little bit the last couple of nights. It's been nice. I've been really uh, focused in on that, trying not to focus in on the world stuff that's going on, even though it's a bunch uh, obviously right now we kind of talked about that on the last episode, um, uh, as well. Um, just know that the news be lying. <laughs> what else is new? You know, uh, they'd be putting fear out there again. The vaccines are being, um, the mandates are being lifted. I wonder why that is Hong Kong, Kong, Canada, uh, which is awesome to see us winning in some regard. There's some good news with that. I mean, they're freezing funds on GoFundMe. Uh, so if they can just shut off, you know, uh, your money there, they can shut off your money elsewhere. I mean, Mike, Pil the Mike Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, uh, they shut off his bank accounts because they didn't, they didn't uh, like his politics. That's a millionaire of a company. Um, and if you, if you don't think they'll do it to him, they'll do it to you. That's what the economic um, 
control system is all about. What's it called? Social credit score, uh, whatever you want to call it that they have in China. They're trying to institutionalize that here. But not to say that you got to be fearful because we have the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to prepare us. If you listen to the show, you know some of the ways that we hedge against that. We stack silver. We buy gold. We store it. We don't ever look at it again. We just keep it there. Uh, because if the debt market collapses, guess what's going to skyrocket? Boom, silver and gold. Because guess what? There's no debt that is. It's a non-debt asset. All right. It's a non-debt asset. Uh, so we talked about that a little bit on the past. And I'm just excited about sharing that with you guys. Just because, man, I really believe in it. Even when even when the price dips, I'm like, okay, the, 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 the number that associated with it is not real. Okay. Because a hard asset is what cash should be derivative from not the opposite opposite way not in the opposite regard i'm kind of rambling so i apologize about that i shouldn't have opened like this but at the same time it's on my heart and uh, i feel comfortable sharing like at least you know five to ten minutes about what's on my heart before we get to the episode right i think that's fair i think that's that's allowed and you guys know by now that i do this so you can always fast forward to the message uh, if you want to you might not even know what the message is though because I, I usually try to keep it in the same cadence you know you don't even notice that you're being preached the word of god until boom you're being preached the word of god you know and that's what that's the beautiful thing about this show you know we grow in our faith together you get to hear about the things that i'm you know battling and struggling with or thinking about and i give it to you guys and then we'll see if i'm right you know it's really cool um you don't really get a chance to like have somebody say uh you're right and i apologize <laughs> But that's happened to me a couple of times recently where I've said something on the pod and it's come to pass. And then that person would reach out and say like, yo, um, at first I thought you were you know crazy or you're just you know talking out of your butt. But turns out you're right about that. And not to say that that's happened with everything and, and, you know, nobody gets everything right. But it's happened with a lot of stuff, man. It's been really cool to just, you know, be a voice in the time for the people. That's really it. a voice for Jesus during the during the times that we're living in, because we're living in a biblical era of of humanity. You know, and that's kind of what this episode is about. Well, it's crazy. That's what this episode is kind of about. Ooh, it's about being in the middle, man. The, the cross is behind us. Christ is coming back in the future and we're in the middle. So, like, it, there's purpose in this right now, what we're going through and what we're dealing with right now. On a, on a, it's never been a better time to spread and preach the gospel. I truly believe that. I feel like souls are longing for the truth. We're being lied to every single day. We're being bamboozled. You know, they say it's socialism. Oh, we want to do this for people and this for people. And then, boom, the money trickles straight up. And then, guess what? They don't care about inflation. You think they care about it? You think they care about spending a few extra dollars at the store? You know, they got them all the money. They can do that. They don't care. The Federal Reserve cares about inflation. If they cared, they would have raised the rates a long time ago. And when they do raise the rates, it's going to be a little fraction point, little 0. 0.25, 0.50. So therefore, it's negative 7% interest rates because of inflation. You know, so guys, 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 guys. I talk about this because I want you prepared. I want you on the right side of history. I want you to just make sure that your family and your homes are prepared. You know, it's like, don't don't think that the money's always going to work in your favor. You know, you got a good job now. Don't always expect that your job is just going to treat you right. Don't ever think that your bank isn't going to just shut you down. You know, like, okay, that's a little bold. I will admit the bank part's a little bold, but you never know. You never know. If they can shut down Mike Lindell, they can shut down you. Okay? 
It's not the only person they've done that with. And that's not the, this isn't the only time in history that that's happened. That happened in Nazi Germany. That happened in a couple other time periods of like revolutionary wars and stuff like that. And right now we're, you know, war is not what it used to look like. We're in an information war. We're in an economic war. We're in a medical war. We're in a spiritual war. Like there's things going on right now, guys. We cannot be <clears throat> head down in the sand disillusioned from, from what's happening. I mean, everything really does feel like an illusion. And I will say that. Sometimes it's a little confusing, you know, and they want you confused. They want you in fear. They want you divided, you know, because it keeps the, the attention off of them. And it, ma it makes you feel like, oh, government, I need you. Come save me, please. I need your help. I need the benefits back. Can you send me one more stimulus check, please? And then even like the, the markets, man, they're like they're addicted and they're running on cheap money, debt, low interest rates debt people borrowing companies borrowing they don't want to hold cash cash is dangerous it's burning up they're buying the assets they're buying the borrowing money the the it's, it's being held up by debt it's wild it's so wild how it goes down oh my gosh and then quantitative easing have you ever heard of what that means it's what the fed's been doing since 2008 where they'll just basically i think it's 2008 don't fact check me on that where they'll just basically they're buying assets for them. They have a trading desk. Why does the Federal Reserve, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, got busted for insider trading and nothing happened? He got to keep all the money that he made from insider trading. The Federal Reserve guy, they have a trading desk. They're buying assets. They're buying things that the, the, the low class and the middle class can barely afford. Low class, not at all. Middle class, barely. They're trying to wipe out the middle class. Haves and have-nots. Oh, gosh. Buy silver. Buy gold. <laughs> go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Faith in Jesus. All right. But that's kind of what I'm talking about here, guys. Don't want to get too winded, too distracted or too off course here. But a lot of things are not as they seem. And of course, I might sound like a madman now. But at the end of the day, you know, you you, you go back, listen to Weapons of Mass Distraction. Uh, that episode was 60 where we're talking about what happened on the Capitol that day. You know, a lot of stuff is being exposed about the setup for that. They're using that as a as a benchmark for everything else that they try to do for policies and stuff like that. Man, it is crazy what is happening in our world. But at the same time, God kind of tells us it's going to be, you know, God lets us know like this. Do not put your faith in man or political leaders because, bruh, they're trash. They're trash. And I'm starting to see even even Daddy Trump, even Daddy Trump, he on some, he on some nonsense. You know, it's like not to say I was blind because I wasn't, I saw that he was, you know, crooked also. But at the same time, it's like, man, we got to be careful. We got to be careful with the whole Trump thing, too, because we don't know that guy's intentions. You know, he's he's been one to want to, you know, inflate the, the markets to make him look like he's doing great for the economy and, and, and bring out more and more debt. So it's like he he's attached to the old system, too, you know, and um, the system that works in favor of, you know, the government and, and the big corporations and the businesses. But for the little guys, we, we're, we're basically the slave class, guys. Do you guys see this? Like, look, if you go and you look at the Super Bowl stuff, like, the only people wearing masks are the people that work there. Okay? If you if you go and you look at these, like, the gallery, uh, what's it called? The, the gala or whatever it's called where all the celebrities go. The only people wearing masks are the servants. You go to a restaurant. My sister-in-law just, my you guys know her, Sharon, she just got a job at a restaurant. And she, she really enjoys it. But she's like, yeah, we have to wear masks. Still. Still. And that's what they want. They want, and it's like a really fancy restaurant. 
where the high end goes and they're very strict about the mask there. Like, you know, I worked at a restaurant where they were kind of like a little bit chill about it. Not too much. This was like in the midst of kind of everything going on. But, you know, restaurants should be more chill about it, especially with the data that's out. But no, they have the kids in mask and now and then they have the servants at work in mask. And they have you on an airline in mask. So you don't really get to see humanity when you travel anymore. You just get to see mask, mask, mask. You know, it's like it's maddening, guys. It's maddening what's happening. And I hate it. And I speak on the truth because I can't stand it, guys. I truly can't. I'm so pissed off at the way the world is and what they're doing to our kids. I'm pissed off and you should be, too. You know, and I don't worry about the people that are going to be offended on this podcast because, oh, he said something I don't agree with. Or, no, I think mass do. It's like, I don't care. You know, I'm not here for that. You know, I'm here to tell you the truth. And, of course, you know, Jesus is over here. You know, I can do things in a more Jesus-loving way, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know how to do that yet. I'm still new in my faith, all right? <laughs> I'm two years in. If I'm going to be a little aggressive, I'm going to be a little aggressive about it, all right? Because this nonsense was happening right now. The Super Bowl, 70, 80,000 people are packed in there. No masks, drinking booze, high-fiving, yelling, coughing, spitting everywhere. But guess what? The kids in L.A. still got to go to school wearing masks the next day. Hmm. That's a little weird, ain't it? Yeah, tell me it's about your health. The kids don't even die and get sick from it. Unbelievable. Monsters. Seriously. And then the mayor of uh, California is over here like, oh, I took a picture with no mask on and I was holding my breath. What a fool. We have fools that are that are over here telling us what to do with our lives. <laughs> so, yeah, bro, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to speak that truth. I do not care because it's like, bro. People that rock with me know that my heart is, you know, not pure, pure, but it's, 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 it's good. Like, I got good intentions, I feel like. You know, I'm over here trying to lift you up. You know, I tell you the bad news to tell you the good news about Christ. And that's what Jesus did. You know, he told you about the hypocrites. He told you about, you know, don't put your faith in political leaders. He told you about hell. They, they, these are things that he talked about that aren't, oh, Jesus loving way, man. You got to be, would, 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 would Christ say that about Mayor Garcetti? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I am not in your box of Christianity, guys. I'm in my own lane. All right. And you can be a part of the lane. That's the thing. That's a beautiful thing about this show. When you're the, in the birdhouse, you got something to be proud of. I'm telling you people wear these shirts with pride because they know like we speaking that truth on here, whether you like it or not. And if even if it comes out and it's not the truth, at least we spoke about it. And we have discussion and dialogue and, and discourse about it. And yeah, I might be a one man <laughs> army in here. But hey, at the same time, I know that there's ears hearing this going, amen, let's go honk the horn. Let's get it. So yeah, man, I'm excited about this about this episode because it's about let us never stop working for the kingdom of God, man. Because like I said, the whole world is doing this, 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 that, and the other, right? All this chess moves are happening. You know, it's 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 a whole thing, right? And we are trying to figure out, I think, as believers, where do we fit in? Where do we, how do we move? Where do we go? What do we do with ourselves? What is God going to use me for? How is he going to use me? I've been at this job since before COVID and I'm still, I'm starting to question like, is this my meaning? Is this my purpose in life, God? Uh, and, and I really feel like people are really thinking about that, but not taking action yet. We're in a really interesting time. This decade is going to be incredible over the course of history. This decade is going to be something powerful, something like we never, something biblical is happening right now. I'm telling you. And I do believe, let me get a drip of water real quick. I do believe it's when the debt market explodes. And I don't know when that is, but we owe $30 trillion as a country. We're the number one economy in the world. Mm. Economy? 
we owe money <laughs> to our future selves and to other countries. But most importantly, to our future selves. How is our future self going to pay for $30 trillion? Our GDP is not going to accelerate to that point. Our taxes, I hope, don't ever go up to that point where we're going to have to pay for that. But who knows? You know? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And this is not to embark fear, but it's to embark a new way of thinking. It's to embark critical thinking, thinking for yourself, asking questions and thinking like, what am I going to do in the next five to ten years to protect myself from what could come? What could happen? What could happen like that? Like that? Ooh, it could happen so fast. The meltdown could happen so fast. So that's why I, I like silver. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows maybe that's not even the answer it might not even be the answer it might be ammo you know it might be it might be uh oil it might be uh platinum it might be uh green energy batteries it might be solar panels we'll see right but our faith is truly unique let's get to the episode guys i apologize for the for the little rant there but hope you enjoyed it some of you did hey let's get it so yeah, man, our faith is truly unique. We look in the past to believe in Jesus, yet we look forward in time to believe him when he says he's coming back. So we're living through the middle times of the story of God and maybe the beginning of the end times. Who knows? But still, we are in between the cross and the comeback. Like many stories, there is so much purpose in the middle of it. So we look behind us at the virgin birth, the miracles, the spiritual truths, the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. And we also look forward to seeing him come down on the clouds, trumpets blaring, and Christians all over the globe rising up to the clouds to be with him. We look forward to him ruling and reigning for a thousand years on earth and the new walls of Jerusalem being built in a heavenly place we will all reside in. And I'll admit this to you right now. Being in the middle of it all, it feels so meaningless sometimes, guys. It feels so meaningless. Like, oh, what am I doing, God? Right? And we as a culture, we as a, even a Christian culture, a church culture, we don't prioritize our faith enough. We barely talk about Jesus, guys. Trust me. I'm a guy that does a pod, and I just wait for somebody to bring it up. Bring up the pod. Bring up Jesus, though. Not even the pod. Bring up Jesus. Wait, where are you at? I want to hear where you're at. You know, and I got my people that do, you know, special, special group, you know, but, you know, and I'm not out much. I'm not out much. I'm usually at the crib or handling stuff for the house or whatever we got to do. Right. Even at the church, sometimes at, you know, at, at like these things where you think you would talk about Jesus a lot. It's like it's not, you know, it's weird. It's really weird sometimes when, I mean, you're, and that's the thing is you have to detach yourself from expectations. But it's interesting when you read through the word and you just see how people talked, their dialogue. I was reading through Luke 2 last night. And you can just see the way they talk about like their faith and like their coming of Christ. And like they, they were ready. They were, they knew it. They, they, they had some in them that was just like, yo, let's go. We're living through a good time, you know. And granted, like I said, we're in the middle. So we, we, we rarely get deep in convo. Right. And everyone seems to be walking around on eggshells with one another. I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's the way the vibe is. Right. You know, of course, you know, when you're Zach Reaping, you got a smile <laughs> and you got a, a charm about you. You can kind of strike up a convo with anyone. Right. But in general, you know, I've noticed a real fall off, you know, of uh, 
of humanity convos and it's all techie now and and uh, you guys get my drift so yeah some of you have lost friends and family in these last two years due to the new world that we're all being forced to live through we have Canada essentially going into martial law over peaceful protesters in the trucks. We have misinformation and propaganda about Ukraine and Russian wars. And we have inflation at record high and a choppy stock market that seems propped up by something that is disconnected from the overall economy. Supply chains, shortages. Oh, it's okay. Uh, COVID, you know, COVID. You know, you got you, you go somewhere, you can't really get help the way you used to. Man, it's just weird times, guys. It's strange times. Strange times. Still strange. We're two years in the game. Strange. So yeah, man, our world outside of our faith feels evil, chaotic, and meaningless at times. I feel like everyone is seeing what's going on and few are able to take action. And as we see throughout the Bible, God always uses a small army to defeat the giants. And I'm praying this is the case globally. Because we're seeing the mandates and the vaccines and the masks lifted everywhere across the states one by one by one. The poles are down. The horns are honking. Heck, even Cali and New York and D.C. have ended them. Nations are ending them, except Germany, of course, and Australia. It's as if the tables are beginning to turn. The messiness of the truth is coming to the light and that messiness is necessary. Despite the fear and the uncertainty, I have no doubt in my mind that God is moving on a micro and, and macro level right now. And when I say micro, it says in the individual's heart, which is leading to change and a shakeup in the macro. The kingdom of God is here. It's alive. It's moving. It's growing. And Christ remains on the throne with all authority on heaven and on earth. And we have to put our faith in that when things seem hectic. You know, you heard my opening monologue. But guess what? Christ is still there. He's still in the center of it. He's still... He's let me see all these things around the center. He's let me see all, all the things in the little circle. But at the center of the circle, there's still Christ. And we have to lean into that center when the outside world impacts our inner peace. Okay? And that's what I, my buddy Olivier said. Like, he suggested to me. He listened to one of my episodes. He's like, yo, like, stay away from the news and stuff like that. It might have an impact. And I'm like, yeah, it does have an impact. But I have to get to that place where I don't let it impact me because I choose to lean into the center of that circle, which is Christ. So when the outside world is this, think about your in inner blessings, right? And come back. So if you see the micro happening and you're letting the micro impact the mi micro, <laughs> I maybe should use different words. If you're letting the macro impact the micro, that's when it's a problem. And that's when the fear kicks in and it, and it dominates and it rules your life. But we can't let that happen. All right. And that's what I'm encouraging you on this episode is to get away from that fear. When you catch yourself going down that fear circle and cycle, yo, check back in with God. You have to. If you're worried about something, stressed about something, anxious about something, depressed about something, uh, all four of those plus some other ones, I'm sure. Yo, go back to Jesus. Tune into a Jesus podcast, put on some worship music, get in the word, journal, pray, talk to somebody about Christ. Bring your faith to the forefront. Boom, you're good to go. Because Jesus didn't come and die for us to be worried all the time about what is going on in the world. He didn't call for us to put our heads down in the sand and not do anything about injustice or corruption either. You know, I'm going to still speak that truth on the opening monologue, right? Because we're salt and light. We work from our faith to be a seed for others to turn to Christ. 
and including our leaders who seem to be working for the other team right now. We need God to supernaturally touch the heart of Justin Trudeau, the minister of Canada, prime minister, excuse me, as well as the other global leaders who are power grabbing us all for monetary gains and a massive transfer of wealth because money just goes up. It flows in that direction. It goes up to the big boys. It doesn't ever go down to the little guys. They make you think it does. Oh, we'll give you a stimulus check. But guess what? That that stimmy that you got, hey, you're paying for it every time you go to the gas station. That stimmy you got, oh, that's gone. Oh, you foolishly spent it on retail to prop up the economy? Oh, now you got a, a purse in your in your closet that you don't really touch. Because you can't afford to go out anywhere else, so you can't bring your purse anywhere. <laughs> Oh, man, I think I'm hilarious sometimes. That's the only reason I did comedy, because I thought I was funny, but it wasn't always the case on stage. Your boy bombed a lot. Not a lot. I was able to get myself out of the hole, but there were some times I bombed, and I was like, ooh, I thought they would love that. There's one joke I told me, my buddy Jeff, we're talking about this other night, about, um, I don't even want to talk about what it was about, but it was just such a funny, it was just such a funny joke when we wrote it at the time. We kind of like worked on it together and we loved it. It was so good. But I tried it like 15 times and every time it, it just fell flat and we would just always like come back to the drawing board. Like, why is this failing? It's so funny. Uh, good times. But we need to keep our eyes on the cross and the return of Christ. We really do. If we keep our eyes on the cross, we're able to keep our eyes on the return of Christ. And they are equally important to our faith. And they give us meaning while we are stuck in the middle of Christ receiving all the glory. And luckily for us believers, there is more work to do. There's more souls to save. And God's hand is still on all that is happening around us. We have an opportunity of a lifetime to serve God. We know him when so many other people don't. It's so clear. And we get bummed out when those who don't know him appear to be getting all the blessings and the and the treasures and the and the things that you want and you long for. But don't be fooled. The devil's out here making deals. And he has the majority of the world blind to the truth of Christ. You're one of the lucky ones. I promise. You're one of the lucky ones. God Christ specifically talks about. How he chooses people for him. The election doctrine. Powerful stuff. Definitely recommend you go on a little binge research about it and just get nerdy on it because it is fascinating. So yeah, man, there are people blinded to the truth, man. People that uh, that you know, people that uh, say they're Christian, people that go to church, um, people that claim they love God on national television yet they refuse to say the name of Jesus Christ. Pay attention to that. Pay attention for the people that, are, that you think are glorifying God, but they refuse to say the name Jesus Christ. It's easy to say, God's plan is the reason I won the Super Bowl. The people watching don't even have any idea what God you're talking about. God is an idea to people, not a reality. Islamic terrorists believe in God. An A-God, I should say. Islamic terrorists believe in A-God. If you're going to give God glory, do so by saying the name that has the power to give you salvation. Other people watching salvation. You know, if you say the name Jesus Christ, you make people go, Oh, I've heard that name before. Let me look into him. 
You know, all these kids watching the football game and the OBJs and these stars and they and OBJ said something about God. And I was like excited for a second. But then I just started thinking like, yeah, but like that's. That's a. It's a small way of giving glory. That's like a speculative way of giving glory. You know, Cooper Cup talked about a vision he had from from the Lord, but didn't say which what the Lord's name was. Granted, I, I really liked Cooper Cup's story about it, and if people, you know, think it's Jesus, that's great, and they turn to him, that's awesome, but when you don't say it, you don't give people the name to turn to. You just give God. I mean, even in the Bible, people are believing in false gods and golden gods and Lucifer gods, you know, like, you hear the birds? Look at that. Hey. So if you're going to give God glory, if you win the Super Bowl, guys, uh, and you, you have a ring and a trophy in your hand and you're trying to give glory to God, do so by saying the name that has the power to give you eternal life. The name of the God that died for you and the one that the whole world was created for and through. Can you do me that favor, guys? Can you do me that favor? If you give God glory on social media, when you uh, when you get a W or a big win, and unless your your base and your brand and your people and your followers know that you rock with Jesus, make sure you say His name. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't worry about offending people too by saying you believe in Jesus. People are so worried about that. It's like, oh, you can believe in whatever you want to believe in. I believe in Jesus though. But I'm going to be quiet about it. It's like, no, he didn't call you to do that. He called you to be public about it, dude. Like, go public with your faith. That's what baptism is. And I put up a post, but uh, I feel like we're going to start baptizing people in the metaverse now. Like, I'm dead serious. I feel like churches are going to do that. Um, I have some reasons. I don't really want to give a bunch out, but... Yeah, man, that feels like that's the direction the world's going. And I don't, not to say it doesn't count, but it's, it's an avatar. You know what I mean? It's like, don't make me say it, but come on. Do you love the Lord enough to get put physically in water or you just want to do it on a, on a screen? Anyway, luckily for us, we can observe it and we can speak on it. And we shouldn't focus on it, though. We shouldn't focus on other people's relationship with God. We we shouldn't focus and harp in on 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 what's going on like that and like and like let that be our focus and whatnot too much but we should definitely be able to speak on it and uh know that we need to focus on our own personal relationship with god right and that's the big thing god is a one-on-one -on -one thing it's the micro that impacts the my the macro <laughs> i keep saying that wrong and having that relationship with him honestly is revealed to your children they can see it they know it they understand it they they question it they they want to know more they want to be just like you if, if you're not able to you know, publicly in front of your own family, like walk with Jesus. It's like, man, you know, it's, you gotta, your personal relationship, it's, it's inner and then the fruit are on the outer side, you know? So, uh, let's make sure we're bearing fruit guys. Let's make sure we're bearing fruit. Even when we slip up, you know, repent, ask for forgiveness. That is part of being a Christian. All right. And we can be the light. We can be the light that draws people into Jesus and makes them want their own relationship with him. That's why I'm so disappointed when people, you know, give glory to God on, on, on television or, and whatnot. But who, who are they talking about? You know, the one and only God, you know, it's, it's, it's Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So if you want to get to the father, you got to go through me. So God is the father. 
Jesus is the sun. So we have the opportunity to have meaning in this world once we detach ourselves from worldly results, accolades, and false values. And that's the thing, guys. As much as my mind likes to play tricks on me, the world can never define me. The thoughts in someone else's head about me are none of my business. Even people that are your family. I do not care. I truly do not care. Because that's not true. We still care. We still care. But the word of God tells me who I am. So as much as like we still do care, like I do care. I'm not going to say I don't care. But we shouldn't care. That's the thing. We shouldn't care. But God also talks about having like a good reputation. So maybe we should care. I don't know. I'll come back to you on that one. Don't fact check me on that one. I, if, I, if I wasn't one take Drake, I would probably edit that part out. But I'm not. I'm one take Drake. So uh, you got to hear the mess ups too. And that's, I, re- I, I rebuke my statement about, you know, but I, maybe let's not get it twisted. Our definition of us, let somebody define you. The thoughts in somebody else's head are none of my business of what they think of me. And like, that's not where I get my definition of who I am. There you go. I said it better. I figured it out because the word of God tells me who I am. My relationship with Jesus reveals who he wants me to be. You know, the world doesn't have that, that power that, that Christ does in me and, and, um, above me. He is my authority, right? So the gifts that he gave me will continue to be used to glorify him with or without the world's accolades, you know, without the whole bunch of, of sales on the book or a whole bunch of views on the pods or a whole bunch of sponsorships and stuff like that, or uh, a ministry job that pays well, you know, like that, that's, that's accolades. And that, that's not what, that's what, not what my life and my pursuit and the gifts that he gave me are designed to do. The fruit is here and it's growing. I'm maturing in my relationship with Christ. The more I do this podcast, I'm learning more about the word. and I'm declaring with my words what I believe every time I step behind the mic. And to me, man, that's, that's, that's honestly like important to me, man. Like doing this podcast is so important to me. It really is because it's just, it was so God breathed. It really is. And it still is. It still feels that way. Every time I write one, I'm just like, man, people are going to really just turn to Christ in this episode. People are really just going to get fired up for the Lord in this and uh, I want to just keep giving that to people, man. I want that to be, you know, my my purpose, you know, like one of, one of my kingdom purposes. And as you heard on the last episode, God's still using me. Uh, there's a bird outside the window right now. Uh, God is still using me even when I feel like he's not, which is the, the most crazy and bizarre thing in the world, you know, to experience firsthand in a real way that slaps you in the face, bro. Like, boom, on the dirt pad that you're praying over. Next thing you know, you're praying for somebody else. Like God uses you when you are ready and you're obedient. When you say I'm available, when you say, God, I hear you. I, I understand your command. Go out there and make disciples, preach my word in my name. And that's why I'm so big about saying his name when you're glorifying God. Say his name, baby. Maybe that should be the episode. Say his name. Hey, I like that. Say his name, baby. Jesus is the single most important part of my life. Um, a single most important part of our life. And don't let, I'm talking to me and I'm talking to you right here. Don't let your earthly responsibilities or your extravagant extravagant pleasures distract you from the truth. Okay, and when I say extravagant pleasures, I even mean small pleasures too. Like, even just, oh, oh, let's have a good dinner tonight, you know? And like, you're so focused on the dinner that you can't even like, you know, you're just over here fleshly. You know, you're just thinking about that. You're just so out of touch with the spirit that you're, you're just so ready for the dinner. And that's something small. That's just a little thing. I'm just giving you an example. That's something I struggle with too. I, um, I kind of wrote about this, uh, in my book that I'm working on, but, um, 
you know, like gluttony and, and just like pleasures of food and uh, the high that it brings, you know, it's, just, it's an interesting one. And being able to identify that about myself has been really healthy. And it's actually been able for me to be uh, delivered from that. And I'm in, in the process of of having a better relationship with food and, and beverages uh, and just giving it to God and hoping that, you know, he comes through for your boy. It's a little windy out here. I apologize if you hear that. I'm in the RV. Uh, but back to what I was saying, guys, once we put Christ first, and we put him in the center of our life. Remember that circle analogy I gave you with Christ in the center? We will begin to lose interest in the stuff that we once thought mattered so much. Okay, so that food that you think matters so much. Or um, that vacation that you think is going to matter so much once you finally get it. Or um, even like, you know, the things that are, you're on your calendar that you're looking forward to. I think those are healthy to have because it gives you something to look forward to and stuff. But we need to really get get better at enjoying our present and our day-to-day life you know and i think that that's what being a believer and having faith is all about god wants us to enjoy our days that are here you know and really realize that you know the kingdom of god is here right now like we have things to do every single day that are kingdom focused we never stop working for the kingdom don't ever let us stop by us thinking about the earthly responsibilities or doing the earthly responsibilities or the pleasures that, that are coming our way or overconsumption or the things that we buy or the things that we think we need oh oh and that's the thing i talked to you guys about this before going a little fast sorry talked about this before i'll just be happy when this happens i'll just be happy when that happens that's a terrible way to live your life because you're always looking in the future for your happiness and right now it could be that and not only happening happiness meaning because if you have meaning you can withstand the seasons of unhappiness i'm not happy right now guys i'll be dead honest with you guys i am not happy i'm ready to be in this house i'm sick of being in this rv i'm i'm sick of feeling like i'm i'm stuck and i can't go get a job because i'm just waiting for this baby to come i'm waiting for the house to be happening and, and I, I'm, I'm i feel this weird season of my life right now that's not happy but i have meaning still and that's what i'm trying to understand that's what i'm trying to communicate to you guys it's like even if you're not happy as long as you have that meaning you're putting christ first and at the center of your life you'll begin to lose interest in the stuff that don't really matter and therefore it's basically you're in a growing season i'm in a growing season right now even if i'm not happy that's okay i don't need to be happy to stink and grow and that's what i think we disconnected with we're so prioritizing happiness and things and materialistic things and achievements and um, the perception of the world of, of what that success is. Success is defined differently for everybody. So it's like I want my people on the show to really understand and really just hone in on this truth that you're, the meaning that God has for your life is right here, right now. And he's going, you, we have to build that relationship with him to be able to just get there, to get that fruit, to get that sanctification, to get that time in the game with him of understanding that yo he's got big plans for you and your family and that's the thing man i want to be a better man for my family i want to be a better christ follower for my family because for years i've I've fallen short in a lot of different ways i've fallen short with friendships i've fallen short with with um my weight with with um my my habits with things that that i could be doing better with with time in the game with jesus because he is working on me every single day i can feel it i can my wife can see it i can, my my other ones around me can see it you know it's it's a process but every single day i'm questioning how i can grow more and when i talk about this show about being such a powerful growth mechanism it's like i want it to be not just for me but i want it to be for you too i want to be able to talk to you guys one day you know over the phone a message on instagram or facebook or you know text um in person just telling me like yo when i first started listening to the show i was here and when i'm right now i'm here 
and like being able to see the growth in real time, not because of the show, but with the show, you know, not praying for you, but praying with you, you know, walking together as we're, you know, heading to the eternal life that we're one day going to have. All right, back to the episode. I get a little ranty sometimes. Not ranty. That's not a rant. Um, Wordy? Rambling? Not rambling. Just speaking outside of the episode. That's more fair. Just as John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy enough to tie Jesus' sandals. We must have that same energy towards Jesus. He is the savior of the world and putting Christ at the center involves uh, surrendering yourself to its deeper core of your being. To the deepest core of your being. What does that mean? Let's talk about that. (laughs) I didn't even write this, but let's talk about the deepest core of your being. It means like the place where it hurts, where it's like, man, you like, you like eating that food, you know, but you know, it's like, you know, that's not good. You know, it's like your deepest core where you don't want to turn away from that thing, but you know, you should, you know, your deepest core is, man, it's just, it's, it's what you used to basically attach value and joy to. And now you have to find a new thing to attach value and joy to. And that is Jesus. It really is, guys. It really is. He's the savior of the word. (laughs) Savior of the word. He's the savior of the world. We hear it. Do we think about like the meaning of that, though? That simple statement. He's the savior of the world. We were all on our way to hell, guys. We were all on the way there before him. And putting Christ at the center involves surrendering yourself to the deepest core of your being. Maybe some of the things that you enjoy have to be surrendered to him. Maybe it's the things that you worry about have to be surrendered to him. That's a big one. I don't know if you heard this episode, but I talked about the last Sunday that Noah was here this summer. I went up to the altar and I was so heartbroken that he was going back to his mom's yet again. And I only got six weeks with him this summer and we were on the road doing the RV thing. We had such a blast and I had to send him back to his back and it's not sending him back to his mom's in any personal regard in that that way. It's like I, I love the way she she mothers him and, and like they have a great relationship. And but the, the, the simple thing was they were gone for three years in a different state and I was heartbroken because I can only see him on the on the breaks and um, spring break got canceled the year of COVID. The summer got reduced. I was just feeling like I was getting less and less and less and less and less time with him. He was getting bigger. And um, my son Malachi like was loving on him more and more so this summer. And he was sad to see him go. And my family was just feeling broken, man. Like every time I would, I would say goodbye, we would just cry so hard, so heavy. Ooh, gosh. Ooh, it was so it was so brutal for both of us. And I went up to the altar and I said, God, I can't control this, you know, because they were moving to Florida and my family, my wife and, and I, we, we weren't really feeling like Florida was the place for us. And we had the option to go to Florida because his mom invited us down. And next thing you know, they go to Florida and, you know, doors are shutting when they're in Florida, but doors are opening for them to have freedom to go somewhere else. She's talking about going, you know, Tennessee, um, back to South Carolina, Alabama, something like that. And I just invited her to Texas. You know, I never thought in a million years she would. And next thing you know, it's the miracle happened so fast. The prayer was answered so fast. But it's because I truly believe this because it was so spirit. It's still spiritually intervened. I'm telling you from then to now, it's only possible supernaturally with God, especially the relationship that um, I have with his mom now, as well as um, my, my family has with their family. And uh, just everything has changed. It's elevated in such a way that spiritually, 
blessed. And uh, I'm telling you, it's it's only possible by God. But it's I truly believe in my heart. It's when I went to that altar and I don't even know, remember what the pastor was talking about in that moment. Um, I remember the song was called Make Room for You that the worship team was playing. And I just went up there and I just basically said, God, I, I, I can't control this. I don't know what to do. I want him here. I need your help. Intervene, please. Just do. I can't take this away from me. You know, that feeling like of, of just hurt and just sadness and just like, man, that that feeling, that anticipation feeling that the last week would bring of like, man, you're about to be hurt in a week. You're about to be just shredded to pieces in a week. So the thing that you can't control, you have to give it to him. And it's so much easier said than done, especially when you feel like you have dominion. God gave you dominion. God gave you free will. I got this. I can put my head down. I can do it. I can muscle up. I can man up. Sometimes, boom, you just got to give it to God. And like um, you see Abraham, he, he, he went up to the mountain to sacrifice his son, his, the son that he prayed for for years, the son that he begged God for. And then God asked him to go up there and sacrifice him for God. And he went up there and he faithfully was about to do it until God intervened at the last second and made sure that he wasn't doing it. But Abraham was willing. He was willing for God. And that's the crazy thing. You, you guys might think, you know, like on a, on a worldly level, I thought like, man, why would God ask him to do that? And it's like, think about it. God did that for us. Guys, it's freaking crazy. God did that same thing for us, but he actually went through with it and let Jesus die on that cross, but then rose him up again. It's incredible. Our faith, guys, our the story of God is incredible. And anybody that disputes it, I'm sorry, but they're fools. They're fools or they're, they're just blinded by the devil. Okay. And we can't act like that's not the case here. Because it is. It's the case. And we have a chance to be working for the kingdom of God. And that's such an honor. Despite if you don't have a job, despite if you, you know, you're not making ends meet, if you're not, if you're not where you want to be in your own personal career, you know, or if you're not able to get out of the situation that you're currently in, you're stuck in what feels like a prison. But guess what? Paul wrote the most beautiful books when he was in prison about God. His faith was so strong. He wrote, I think, ah, well, I don't know which one it was. It was a, a Philippians. I think it was Philippians or Ephesians. Um, I think it was Philippians in prison, you know, and it's like the, that's the book that has the most joy about the Lord in it. And he's in prison. It's crazy, guys. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. So let me ask you a question. Excuse my emotion earlier, but one take Drake. I can't leave it out. You know what I mean? Have you ever reached a breaking point about something where you said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I can't change the thing. I want to be changed. I can't fix this. I can't do this. I need your help. I surrender it to you, Lord. And then, bam, a few weeks later, the entire prayer request is resolved supernaturally. That's the story of Noah coming to Texas. He's here now, baby. We good. The only thing that you can bring out of that breaking point is the surrendering of control over to God and faithfully asking him to take care of it for you. 
It may take some patience and some perseverance in prayer, but God is powerful enough to put peace in your heart and love in your life. It's what he does best. It's what he has always done. And as the book of Hebrews says, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Culture can change every day, but Christ remains the same 2,000 years later. Praise God when the struggle is real. Go to him for the big problems and the small ones. Talk to him about it all. Surrender your life to him, and I promise you will t- he will touch you in the micro so you can go and pack the macro. Let us never stop working for the kingdom of God. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Uh, share the last blog post that I was respectfully asking you to share uh, on the last episode in this one. I'll put the link in the description for that as well. Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend about the I Like Bird show. Our numbers are kind of low over this uh, 2022. Let's raise them up for the summer uh, and the spring coming up. So do me that solid and start telling your people about the I Like Bird show again. Or just check in with somebody that's listened to it before. Be like, hey, when's the last time you listened? This dude's been on fire lately. And that's the truth. We've been on fire. We've had some um, we have some great episodes, man. <laughs> I really just feel, I mean... I feel, you know, it's really cool when somebody else confirms something that you're feeling, but I've had a, a, a gentleman reach out and say that, man, you have an anointing on you when you're on that podcast that, that it truly transcends through through the mic. So it was just an, it was an awesome thing to hear and uh, it really just encouraged me to keep going with the podcast, even when, you know, you see the lumber, numbers low or you just, you know, it's not putting food on the table for your family. It's like, bro, we're about to be almost two years into this, you know, and it's just incredible, you know, to do something for two years straight, almost every week, you know, it's been it's been wild, man. So I just appreciate you guys that are still here rocking with me, rocking with the shirts, supporting the show. I got some new emails over the course of the last few days of people that want to just be on the newsletter. So uh, if you know anybody that wants to get added to the newsletter, hit me up. Anything you can do to help spread the show, it always means the world. So thank you guys so much. I love you. I appreciate you listening and tuning in. Y'all are the best birds in the world. All right. See you.